0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 10 of Jackbah Diaries, a podcast documenting the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora.
1: Yes, and on this week's episode, we spoke to a gentleman who recently just moved back to Nigeria, his headspace, his thoughts uh, about Mm -hmm. his experience here and at home, and what he envisions for his future.
0: Yeah, do not forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at jackbah.diaries. Enjoy.
1: Bye.
0: hello everyone welcome to, hello um, <laughs> welcome to another episode of jackpot diaries a podcast documenting the experiences of african immigrants in the diaspora um, today we have another special guest i think all our guests are special personally in my opinion um and we have a really cool story today but i'm gonna have him introduce himself do you want to go ahead
2: Okay, so my name is Fonto Daymo. Um, Hi, Fonto. Yeah, I don't know what else. <laughs> One, of first, two, three, four, and that's pretty much it. We okay. can graduate.
0: Awesome, cool. So, um, I chose to have Fonto on this episode because I met him while we were out on the streets of Austin, and um, it came up that you were moving back home. Yeah. Um and i kind of wanted to like i know people who stay and i know people who move back home but i kind of wanted to figure out like what was the thought process leading up to that um how it's been so far and you know what your plans are going forward but before we do that let's start with like your Japa story like how did it come up that you're going to move to the u.s
2: to the u.s uh i first moved to the u.s in 2012 uh my mom moved um, she worked in Chevron, so she moved. She got um, she moved to Houston, so I moved with her, mm-hmm. and I lived with I lived in Houston for three years, to twenty four. Was that
0: like mm-hmm. high school?
2: High school, uh, That was um, eighth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Oh,
0: wow.
2: So. Uh, so like
0: middle
2: school. Yeah. So I, originally I was supposed to go to eighth grade, but I failed the English exam multiple times. <laughs> and um so they just told me to stay in um seventh grade so i did seventh grade yeah so i did seventh grade uh you know majority white school um so okay. that's kind of how it started and what was that like Um, i it was it was it was complicated you know um yeah. i was the first black you know we had black people in our school but usually it's black people in mainly white schools are usually you know we know the type of life people usually meet.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: so um I was the first African ninety nine percent of them ever met, you know. So that, mm. that led to a lot of uh I would say it wasn't direct racism. Some of them were funny. Some of the racism was funny. Like I'm
0: not. I'm, a, I'm a big He's like some of them is like, yeah, can I can give it to you. No, that was I'm. Funny. No, I'm, I'm I mean,
1: racism can be humorous yeah. as well. You know, I'm a big fan of funny. <laughs> it doesn't racism. mean it's not racism. Yeah, no, I'm
2: a big. Like, if you're gonna be racist, at least be funny while you're doing it. That's how i kind of how you I feel. Yeah. Like, like, let me
1: get a laugh.
0: Let yeah, me get a like, laugh. Let me kick, kick yeah. The
2: whole go back to Africa. It's like, come on, man, you can do better so cliche um,
0: yeah, step up your
2: game yeah, like, i know you mean. <laughs> yeah like come that all my life so um you know at first i was older than most of the kids and you know mm-hmm. I, and i didn't want to be in that school the school was divided um yeah. the boys we didn't have classes with girls um we only really mm-hmm. had classes the classes we had with girls were like um extracurricular activities so the only time mm-hmm. you really got to like hang out with girls was doing lunchtime. And you know when men or oh, uh, kids haven't been around girls, when yeah, they meet them, me. yeah, when they meet them, there's a lot of trying too hard to impress people, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, it was good. You know, there was some racism here and there. Um, a lot of, you know, they tell me, at least they told. I don't talk to ninety nine percent of them honestly. Um, they tell me that mm. they wanted to get me expelled the first day I came in because I was getting in trouble for things that I did not know I was happening. Like I'll, like the, the only thing that saved me was the high school the middle school principal and me, like he had come to Nigeria many 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 years ago, so he came to Port Harcourt okay. and my dad used to live in Port Harcourt so when they met they gelled mm-hmm. and the okay. and the um, science teacher she liked me so whenever they would report mm-hmm. to both of them it used to escalate the whole situation. Mm. But then I was, so,
0: who was trying to get you
2: expelled? Like the kids? Yeah, the kids, the parents. It was just, it was like a wild, it was a wild situation because I didn't know. I didn't know until like a lot of them, like eighth grade when I kind of like fit in. They were like, oh yeah, we were trying to get you mm-hmm. expelled. Like, we wanted you gone. Wow. So, like, just
0: because
2: you are black
0: or what? I, I don't that.
2: know. I don't know. It was, it was like So, it was kind of like, it was kind of like stupid stuff. Like, like I would get into, like, I remember one time this girl asked me to pass her pencil case, so I tossed it at her. And she broke mm. her finger. I don't know how she broke her finger.
1: Uh uh. So you, you didn't throw some heat behind no, it? No, no, no.
2: I tossed it at her and she was like, <laughs> she reported me and I said and said, Fontal broke my finger. And I'm confused, like mm. they were like, Yeah, you threw the thing at her in intent to break her finger. And I literally told him, I was like, Look, if I was if I could throw that good, I would not be in school right
1: yeah. now. I'll be yeah. playing <laughs> I would be in the
2: league. Yeah, I'll be in the league. Like if I could be like, you know what, your fingers are gone. You know, so, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's like, it just wasn't making sense, the trouble I was getting into, and it was like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I remember when someone told me I look like burnt Pancake, I found that one funny, because <sighs> they, they were like, you know, because I'm dark skinned on this side and the it's other new. side. Yeah, it's I, was new. Like, I was like, you yeah. know, I, like, I was like, I was new. I bit his ass, though, I bit his ass, but I was like, You catch an elbow for that. I was like, that's a good one, you never heard that one before. So, yeah, it was, it yeah. was, it was like, you know, it was, it was interesting. I ended up getting kicked out of school, though, but um, I ended up getting kicked out of school in ninth grade, but that's a whole different story. Okay. But,
1: um, so after ninth grade, you go to another, another high school?
2: No, I'm, yeah, I moved back to Nigeria. Oh, so you okay. came back yes, to nigeria yes i came so by
0: was yeah. that only was that only oh you were expelled i'm sending you back to nigeria type of thing mm-hmm. or like your parents mm-hmm. were like maybe america is not working out for
2: you okay so what happened was 2015 my mom moved back to nigeria so i was living in america with a white family they were like the pastors of my school right mm-hmm. and you know as nigerians if you grow up in nigeria you're not used to freedom you know so yeah. mm-hmm. I, now they had freedom. They bought me a car. They gave me a lot of money. Ah, like,
0: moving money. Ah, I
2: was, like, I was wilding out. Like, the, some of the things I did, I cannot say on this podcast, but it's like, what is going on? Like, now that I look back at it, I'm like, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. At that age. I was, I was, again, I
0: Yeah, and you the system early.
2: Yeah, so I was, I was older than everyone in my grade. I was the first one to get a car in my grade. So I was moving with the seniors. So that's kind of how it was. Mm-hmm. So when i got kicked out of school it was kind of like um i got kicked out of school the second to last day of my semester which was so stupid they could have just let me go um so um but it was already in that situation where like my parents were considering me going back to nigeria or going to boarding school so when i got kicked out i was kind of like we're bringing back to nigeria because clearly you can't handle america right now
1: so So Um, after they sent you back to nigeria for being a bad boy in the u.s (laughs) You are, the, you are one of those people that, that came to our school that we know that they sent back yes, yeah, so, yes. <laughs> so what was that now like being in boarding school in nigeria
2: um so when i came back to nigeria i didn't go to boarding school i went to aisl because exactly. i went to boarding school before i moved to america and oh, um so okay. I, I went to american mm-hmm. international school of lagos and mm. It was, it was a back and forth because this was the first time in a while that like me, my mom and I, I said me, my mom, me, my dad and my mom were like together for like a long period of time in the same house. So it was a situation where my dad, my mom knew me, but my dad didn't. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like my mom understood my behavior because we have lived together. Mm-hmm. But my dad, yeah, it. but
0: your dad not. Too
2: because much. like when I was in mm-hmm. Houston, I didn't. My dad wasn't still in Nigeria, so, mm-hmm. um, so like we used to get into arguments because my my family is very reserved. They don't like going out. They don't like socializing. They don't like none of, They don't drink. They don't party. None of that. Even my older brother and I'm the young one. Like, okay, man, I'm trying to go out. I'm trying to go out. Like, what is going on? Why you know mm-hmm. so. There was a lot of back and forth and I'm very stubborn if I want something I'm I'm willing to do house I used to I remember one time I had a party I threw a party in my house while my dad was around I'm what? Like, like I threw a, like I like I was that kind of kid where I'm like if I want like I'm doing it what's the what's gonna happen you're gonna ground me
0: okay I'm already grounded pretty much
2: so yeah, no, I was, I was definitely like, like when I moved back after getting kicked out, my parents didn't like punish punish me. But what happened was they lost trust in me. So, um, like anything, they felt like, oh, you're just a follower. Like if your friends say jump, you will do it. So, and in my head, I'm like, mm. I'm the one telling them to jump. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like
0: <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> these guys say, get it right. Yeah, me
2: all the others. You know, it kind of, I kind of felt like um like again kind of hey. almost like
0: okay. <laughs> yeah
2: so that's kind of how okay. the whole thing moved it was it was a lot of arguments a lot of fights a lot of like i told them i was like man i hate this house i hate being here like i was very vocal about how i felt but mm-hmm. overall an school anxiety. i'm glad i went
1: okay so let's fast forward school. let's try fast forward to, to um, coming back yes to college so like you know your parents have lost trust in you like what was their mood like what was your mood like when it was time to go to university
2: um it was so when it was time to go to uni i i had a sit down myself where i was like first of all before it was time to go to uni i felt like my parents felt like i wasn't going to get accepted to any school because i was failing like i I was failing school because i was one of those people where i'm like like i'm i'm smarter than this so i don't need to study like i'm like i don't my grade my grade doesn't Mean, determine how smart I am. Like, I will go into an exam without studying and I'd still get a B, and I was content with it. And I was content going to go into an exam and not studying and failing because I was like, I didn't study, so I can't be mad about it. So that's kind of how I uh, okay. was moving until the final year of my school year. I mean, like, so okay, let me actually study. And I started doing good. So when it was time to do, go to college and application and applying, my parents I could tell that they were a bit nervous. I could tell they were a bit, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay going to get into why not get into but funny enough i mean i got like i was i got full right to play soccer which i turned down i I got full right to play soccer in university which i turned down but um but when it was time to move to college i i had to sit down with myself and i was like you can't do none of these things you can't have your parents stressed about you all the way from Nigeria so you have to like i I told my friend i'm like look if, if you see that i'm losing it just me my back in because mm. you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be those those kids that go to college and I lose it all and you just you know drink too okay. much and all those things. So that's kind of um, how it, my mindset going.
0: Shout up. out friends that hold you accountable oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know,
2: he would tell me how it is mm. plain simple no filter hurt my feelings. Yeah, was kind of like, like mm. how you need real friends to be. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it sounds like, you know, you assimilated well the second time around, you know, you had people around you. So you had people around you keeping you accountable, you assimilated, you know, nicely. Um, what were your thoughts about staying in America post-college? post, post college? Were, you going, were you always thinking, okay, this is home now, or were you longing to go back home? Uh,
2: so while I was in America, I feel like anyone who knew me knew I didn't like being in America. Um, I was one of those Nigerians that never wanted to live in America, so I was like, I, I don't like this. Um, so when I was close to graduation, I was like, okay, I want to stay, because I started my clothing brand like this year, so I was like, okay, I want to stay one year, um, or one to five years to grow my clothing brand and move back to Nigeria. So that was kind of mm-hmm. what I was um, planning on doing. And so... Um,
0: Why well, no America?
2: I don't like, America, I was, it was just not for me. I didn't like the, for me, you know, in Nigeria, the only thing that matters in Nigeria is money. And for me, I've always, like, I want to be successful financially. And Mm -hmm. I want to be in a situation where I don't have to worry about the color of my skin everywhere I go to. Like, no matter how successful Mm -hmm. you are as a black person in America, you'll never be viewed equal to a white person. So, cause you're
0: black, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I just never ha- want like dealing with that, and also mm-hmm. I'm very big on I want to help figure out how to fix the problems in Nigeria. So ah, look
0: at the person that we need in <laughs> our country. Oh. All of you should be taking notes. <laughs> taking <laughs> notes. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, and, I,
2: and you know, I was also I was very big on like if you know, there's there's a quote that I live by, which is I don't want. About about for me I think, and says I don't want the driver, the kids, or my drivers to be the drivers of my kids. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, I want to make impact. And I have um, me and my friends we we started a charity like from high school, and I've seen how little Mm -hmm. help and assistance, like little things like buying them ice cream, gets them so excited. And I was always like, you know, Mm -hmm. I've gone, I've gotten to see a lot of the good things in life. Like, why not try and make other people see a little bit, other
0: people, so.
2: you know? So, I've always wanted to live in Nigeria, but I wanted my clothing brand to be in a point where I can come to Nigeria and just be chilling, you know. Like, you know, earning dollars mm-hmm. in America, like no matter how much I get, I'm like, okay, I don't have to. That's, mm-hmm. that's the dream,
1: so, uh, yeah, like pretty that's much. Nigeria. Yeah, like I always
2: tell people, like there's a reason why the elites of Nigeria stay in Nigeria because most of them have dual citizenship, but they stay in Nigeria because what? A hundred dollars can get you in America and what it can get you in Nigeria completely different things. So the goal is not to leave. Mm. the goal was never to leave Nigeria, the goal was to make foreign currency while I'm in Nigeria. And that's kind of yeah. how I view it.
1: So So I think at every point of every immigrant's, you know, experience they have to ask themselves the question of, you know, are they going to stay, are they going to leave, you know, mm-hmm. when, why, all that good stuff. I've been mean, when did you actually piece it together that maybe i want to remain in the us
0: i feel like i'm actually not just thinking about this i feel like this happened like in different stages for me um so the last time i was in night was was my junior year i don't know the exact date but it was my junior year that was the the time that i went that you you didn't go home nobody else was home um so literally it was just me and dad that went home and I even wanted to cancel my flight. I wanted to cancel my flight because um, you weren't going home. A lot of people weren't going. At least a lot of my friends weren't going home. So it didn't feel, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense for me in a way. I was like, oh, I'm just going to good tonight. I don't do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And so I, I still ended up going. I was working. Like I remember I was doing an internship at the same time so I could kind of keep myself busy. But I remember like, at some point, it was so dramatic too. I was on a bridge and I was just looking at Lagos and how like it changed, but not really, and how I didn't really like, okay, now, now that I'm here in Lagos, like even my friends, like my friends' friends that like I talked to from Nige, they are not here right now. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't live here full time, you know? Like I have one or two. And even then, like I saw that one or two while I was there, but I was like, is this enough reason to like, you know, come tonight for three weeks. for You know what I mean? And I was just like, it didn't feel like there was anything that I was missing, per se. You know, like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. I didn't feel, I didn't feel necessarily like a long game, like, oh, I need to be here. And so for me, after that trip, I was like, yeah, I'm good not coming back for a while. One, yeah. yeah. And then, um, two, I started thinking about my career, the things I wanted to do. Like, I was like, is is I'm already making stuff up. He's not looking very feasible in Nigeria, either. And then um and then I my partner is not Nigerian either. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't see a version of him that is living in Lagos full time. Like obviously I definitely still like even okay with the podcast now, we're catering to like a Nigerian audience, even though they're in the diaspora. But I'm still going to be connected to like Nigeria. I'm still going to I imagine I'm going to do things that would make me have to go to Nige. Um, but I don't know that I see a full-time life for myself there. That might, that might change for me in the future. I mean, who knows? But mm. what about you?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that I was you know, actively enough thinking about it. I think I just settled into comfort. I did mm. always think that after uni, I'd go back home. Uh-huh. but i think that changed when i saw other nigerians who came for uni i was like oh my god god you're so lucky you can stay you have a green card you have a passport and mm-hmm. all this i'm like oh, i'm not good and I, was like, I just saw this um conversation about people not wanting to go back i mean yeah, i'm just here like yeah that's my yard i'm going home
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it became a lot harder when your parents decided to also move to the u.s
0: okay so, wait so so originally you were like you were you are gonna go home
1: based on that's the default you know like okay yeah okay not that not, not that i would made that decision for myself just that i know that okay this school that i'm going to it's,
0: it's just, just school. school
1: yeah i'll probably come back you know maybe come back again like i again not too much active thinking which is not great because i should be planning <laughs> my future a little better but your, your parents said to move and i was like okay if i go home i'm not going back Home to the to my yard, to you know, the comforts that you know that I was expecting, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where would I be staying, what my day to day look like, and I, that didn't feel very you know comfortable. So I was like, okay, let's scrap this for now. If I'm going to go back home, I need to go home, you know, with conviction, I need to know exactly what it is I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Then you know, I did have that um, brief window where I thought I was going to go home and do NYC at least for a year, then you know, just go then COVID said, nah, gee, I think you should stay where you are, mm-hmm. and just because of, of, you know, this continuous conversation of people trying to, you know, come out of Nigeria, I and, mean, you know, I'm hearing their stories, I'm like, Malik, take notes. What are
0: you going there for? <laughs> They're
1: telling you something now, just day or day, so that's, you know, uh-huh. kind of where I am right now, but, you know, never say never. If there's some ideal situation mm-hmm. that works out, I'm, I'm out of here, bro. Mm.
0: Well, what would be that ideal situation?
1: Uh, foreign currency
0: but nobody wants to make naira what's <laughs> going on everybody's like naira don't put it in my bank please no, 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 it's no, a waste no. it's, of my time
1: it's a liability um
0: it, it actually is um
1: yeah, you know foreign currency pay for my yard pay for my electricity soft life softest life possible that's the way you get mm-hmm. is that
0: uh, is that why you decided to go ahead and apply for um citizenship
1: um, not really. You know, for citizenship
0: because you know I have
1: the option, and you
0: know, why not? Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. in life, I think you just need to give yourself as many options as possible. So if that's on the table, 100%, you sound
0: like your it. father.
1: Yeah, yeah, he taught me. He taught me a little bit of something.
0: <laughs>
1: so you had some conviction with you know I'm going to be in Nigeria. I'm just setting myself up for success. So that I can live the life that I want in Nigeria, that's home to me. When did the clock start? In terms of okay, now it's time to start progressing towards moving back home. Did you ever consider OPT or any of that good stuff, or was it like after graduation, boom, clock starts. Let's start putting the pieces in place. Uh,
2: okay. So me going back. Um, it wasn't my choice. I applied for OPT, but I missed the deadline for OPT by a day because I thought I had Damn. 90 days, but it was, in reality it was 60 days. So the story, like i had moved to Austin for a job, and mm-hmm. he, he did me dirty. He pretty much blocked me after a week and a half. So now I'm in wow. Austin. You know, my parents had told me after you graduate, if you want to stay in America, you figure it out yourself. Now I'm in Austin, no job, trying to figure things out. I was doing I was doing jobs. I'm like. I can't believe I'm doing I did security for Amazon. I did. I was doing all mm-hmm. sorts of things. So, you know, when, when I was working at Amazon, they called me. Because I worked for Amazon for like two days. They called me and they were like, oh, you, we can't hire you because of your work visa situation. And then I had gone home. My laptop had broken, so I missed the deadline. And I was like, oh, you know what, I missed it by a day. So they should have mm-hmm. said, it's not that deep. It's not like I missed it by a week. So, you know, uh, Mm. the waiting process, and I had to wait 90 days. And during those 90 days, I couldn't work because you can't work while you're waiting. And I couldn't do anything. Mm. So it was pretty much like the worst time of my life because I couldn't, I wasn't making money. I was, I was putting my parents in financial stress and it Mm. was just horrible. So when I got the letter that I had to, I was rejected, like I think it was October 6th. It was now like, okay, how long do you want to stay before you leave? At first, I was like, okay, I want to move at the end of... And for me, at first, I was like, I want to move at the end of November, you know, come back during death mm-hmm. at about time, and don't let reality hit me till next year. But then <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> no, then I was more. like, and I really sat down like, man, so you're going to make your parents pay an extra month of rent? Just, and you're not going to mm-hmm. pay anything, you're just going to be sitting at home? So I was just, I was just like, you know what, well, let me move back. At the end of October before I have to pay rent and that's kind of what um it was all about like okay now you know I went back to LSU to you know say farewell to some of my friends and just you know enjoy it mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be in a whole oh my god you're leaving like I you know I, even though I was very dramatic about it on social media but overall I was very at peace I was very happy because I was like okay. now I can I can start moving on with my life like, like my life has been on standstill mm-hmm. for the last three months and now mm-hmm. I can yeah I can start figuring on the next chapter of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. damn. I'm glad that you made peace with it though like honestly I know... yeah.
1: that's a good headspace to be in yeah
0: yeah because <laughs> people people go home and they're not they're not really trying to go home. you know like situations yeah. just happened that they had to move back home and people take it harder than others, but it sounds like you made your peace before you you got on that plane. Yeah. so um you've been home how many weeks now uh
2: monday will be my third week oh nice you just arrived you uh... really
0: just go back
2: yeah i really did time flies when you're having fun how's huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it been so far oh yeah. man i love it i like, I'm, <laughs> like i like i made a tiktok I, like, call the, you... for yourself. I was like why didn't i move back sooner? Because I was yeah. like,
1: I hope we call you again next year and you, and you tell us you the exact Moudabhi.
2: same thing. <laughs> yeah, you know I am like, I, I was so unhappy in Austin. Like, I was, I was depressed. I was suicidal. Like, coming back home, it was like, um, one, like, because people were like, oh, why not t- start do another degree. And I had to remember, I'm like, life in Nigeria for you is not horrible. (laughs) It's not like you're going to the trenches. You're going home
0: to a driver.
2: You're going home to all these things. Like, okay, you might not have the freedom you want, but you're not going home to like scraps. You're going home to
0: suffering.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not going home Mm -hmm. to suffering. You're going home to damn near a better life than you lived in America. Maybe less access to money. But aside from that, it's like, okay. So when I came home, you know, the first two weeks, I just, I didn't unpack. You know, I was just, I was just like on holiday because I'm like, man, I've been suffering. Like, let me just relax. And, Uh, um, and for me, the hardest part about moving back was my brand. Was like, okay, how do I run my brand from Nigeria? How do I figure out my brand from mm -hmm. Nigeria? What do I do from Nigeria? And honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. So that was the that was my biggest fear, moving back.
0: Question. So, I guess what what is the brand and what are the what are the logistics that required you to, like, you feel like you can't do it in Niger?
2: Um, So my brand is Plus Thirty Four. It's pretty much centered around educating people on Nigerian culture and promoting mm-hmm. Nigerian stars, you know, or paying homage to celebrities or whatever. And um, the reason why I felt difficult running, I thought it would be difficult, well, it is difficult running from Nigeria is the fact that I don't make money in the, so paying for things okay. is stressful. It's true. And also, I need someone in the States to ship out my products. Because if I ship okay. it from Nigeria to America, I would, I would be running on negative. I would literally make no yeah. money. So that is the part where I'm like, okay, how do I earn enough Naira to pay for the production of the items? And who do I find to ship my product from Nigeria that I trust? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, that's been the issue that I've been trying to figure out.
1: You know what? After this conversation, me and you can have a separate uh, discussion about about this thing that you're discussing.
2: Uh, no uh,
1: No um, Alright,
0: so as of right now, I know you just go back, but... Do you have any plans for like a jaguar 2.0 in the future like you know what can you do to maybe get your business off the ground that kind of thing
2: uh i'm not i don't think i'm leaving nigeria anytime soon Like, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i always told people once i move back to nigeria i'm i don't think i'm moving out um mm-hmm. but for me my plans is just first of all after the nyse you know so that one, that one is there, but my plan is just you know, I now that I'm here and I'm trying to enter the creative field of Nigeria, you know, like the one thing I keep mm-hmm. reminding myself I'm like, when our boy became successful while in Nigeria from Nigeria, first and he's a, a war phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ash Luxury or a lot of these people were successful in Nigeria and now they're doing world tours and everything. So it's like you can yeah, do it I mean, and you have I, an advantage. I have an advantage because I already have an American audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like um trying to captivate the American audience. I'm, now I'm trying to captivate the Nigerian audience, which is relatively mm-hmm. easier because we drive heavily on clout
0: like heavily
2: on clouds. Like like standards doesn't it's matter. Soon. It's all about clouds. <laughs> so um,
0: Okay. So it's So not, you think you have the cloud to make it happen?
2: Oh I do it's not like the brand? I do not have the clouds. So for me it's more <laughs> me more, more of getting like some influencer to um market it, you know.
0: So to
2: influence. Yeah, pretty much. But it has to be one of the one of the bigs, you know, like Give it a Rescue Kid or Brenner Boy or Whisk Kid. Mm. One of those big, Like once you can get one of them, you're pretty much
0: mm.
2: calm. So
0: set up, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's relatively easy to find
0: those guys in Nigeria. I love that you refer to david as an influencer
2: though i mean david okay. is a huge influencer like
0: he's actually an influencer I mean, like, yeah, When yeah. A, yeah. you really think about yeah. it yeah, it's like, like, yeah, a yeah. yeah
2: like he's a crazy influencer because everything he does like because of his personality is so captivating
0: all right so i know you, you you talked about like you had that like maybe i'll try this one to five year you mm-hmm. know plan and maybe move back tonight but that kind of fell through what would you have done differently like what advice do you have that let people learn from your mistakes essentially what are those for you
2: the first one is study a a better degree (laughs)
0: like
2: (laughs) if you really want to stay in america or in any of these countries you gotta study something it engineering law Mm -hmm. what did you study i studied international business management now that's a good degree (laughs) but no one is paying for you to stay in america (laughs) <laughs> and that's just a, that's that's the sad truth. Because people are like, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know anything business related. Um, so then, most of the people who are sponsor companies and sponsor visas are looking for people, um, who do nursing, who do law, all those kind of degrees. Um, that'll be engineering, yeah. especially. So that's what I would say. Mm. And second of all, just be, um. Cross your tears and dot your eyes. I feel like a lot of this could have been avoidable for me from the get go, from the guy playing me, from me missing my deadline. If I was more um, focused and serious about, you know, organized, I guess that's the word. If I was more organized about me mm-hmm. applying when I was supposed to apply, doing further research mm-hmm. and other things, then I wouldn't be in this situation. So I think those are the two advices um, I personally would give.
1: You have a plan and have your why so at the end time that traffic is giving you headache it's getting a little harder than you thought mm-hmm. you can remember your why and hopefully that keeps you going and keeps you sane
0: mm-hmm. but like i mean not everybody will have a why like when you really think about it like um, mm. if okay so we have the option to stay because of mm. legal papers right but if you don't have that option and you're going back because your visa expired and you know, you just didn't really, I yeah, guess yeah. that was the only option, you know, maybe your why, your why will not be because I couldn't, do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> That's not very encouraging for life. Um, But I, I think, I think whatever version, whatever your why is and how you ended up there, um, like to I think you should make peace with that decision or um, mm-hmm. or make peace with where you are because if you could change it you would have right like if, yeah, you, still, if yeah. you still had the option to change it you would have i like mm-hmm. i know people don't like to hear this but things really do be happening for a reason and it may wow. not be obvious in the moment but like you just have to make peace with it and move on okay so you're you not ended up in in a situation where you didn't want to be what do you want know to do you want to be angry for the rest of your life when you're in that age you know, like easier said dumb done. I apps absolutely, absolutely, because like I had to make peace with some of the things about being in the US that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like, Such okay, as okay, now I'm gonna be black forever, I guess. Uh, I have to, I have to come to terms with this, with this uh, my life. Why are you, why are you, I. Um,
1: I mean, pain it's true.
0: It's true, yeah. Like, there are different things that, like, you have to come, kind of have to come to terms with. Like, there are pros and cons on each side.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pick your, pick your medicine.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't... I want to see, like, what, what, if any, good do you feel came out of you, Jack? Like, do you feel like there was anything... Like, what was beneficial for you while being in the U.S.? What did you enjoy? What, you know... Um, What will you miss? What would I
2: miss? I feel like I would say what I benefited from. I think the thing I did was I was able to find myself. um, Okay. I was able to explore, like, my creativity, you know? Even though Mm -hmm. my coding brand was inspired, like, I came across... Like, I've always wanted to do it, but, like, it... Like, when COVID came... I got evacuated to Nigeria so while I was in Nigeria is when I came up when I started my brand but the fact that okay. I, I had lived in the states allowed me to understand that I'm never gonna fit that the typical Nigerian system and and mm-hmm. allowing me to find ways to explore who I am and also I met a lot of great people I'm never gonna lie I met a lot of great people like my roommates I became mm-hmm. you know, like, Meeting them helped me like tap into a different type of Nigeria that I would not have if I stayed in Nigeria. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just networking and just meeting people and growing as a person, which I feel like I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. as a while in Nigeria because they don't provide mm-hmm. room for creativity growth
0: yeah to be a creative I 1000% agree because when I think about the things that I want to do with like my career and the type of creative like industry I'm trying to go into I already know that even the things that I want to do don't already exist (laughs) right like the the path doesn't exist in Nigeria or even in America but I knew that American society would make it easier for me to maybe create that path for myself like Mm -hmm. Nigeria is not set up in a way for me to to even start like putting those things together you know what i mean yeah, so i can yeah. I, I can understand feeling like america would would be better for fostering mm-hmm. your creativity yeah. or doing something outside of the mold
1: yeah to give you that freedom like yeah like in nigeria once you start deviating a little too hard you might start having some issues
2: mm-hmm. yeah in nigeria you just look rebellious you look rebellious and everyone pinch you as a bad guy as a stubborn child as a you know and it's like no mm-hmm. you're not you know and like i was talking to my mom the other day and i was like one thing i want to do I,
0: footer, but Foot wait, you are a stubborn child let's, like let's, you, let's, you,
1: can't, <laughs> you can't say anything I, I, let's not say that I, I was if your mother still has trust issues from you. 20 what oh year that year child, he's, allowed, yeah. he's allowed he's allowed you i, I, I
2: was <laughs> a child trying to get his voice heard and that's 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 kind of mm-hmm. how it is like i felt unheard and if you know sometimes you gotta bring down the whole house before people start listening like okay now mm. now yeah, the whole thing
1: is so like we're way. gonna sit here
0: stop it that's i'm it? actually not gonna so <laughs> <laughs> saying that i'm not okay true
1: just, it's true just, 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 <laughs> yeah, to bro. be fair to you yeah, yeah don't move it that much. yeah um
0: oh, wow. okay all right malik do you have any more questions for our guest
1: no, but I'm super happy for um where his where his you know state of mind is the way he's approaching this. He seems you seem very comfortable mm-hmm. and optimistic about you know what your life looks like going forward, and that's literally what I always wish for anyone moving back. Me, I considered it you know at the time, and that's what I was hoping to be. So I can't I can't wait for it to flourish.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the brand brands. You know, in a couple of. I don't know months years we'll see maybe one day Davido Davido please what's that meme you know that meme of the guy where he's begging Davido on the floor oh
1: <laughs> and he's crying
0: yeah, yeah. Davido Davido please we'll see Davido wearing plus two three four like who knows oh, okay. um
1: and we can talk business later you? just buzz my line
0: <laughs> alright um so funto where can people find you and where can they find the brand
1: um. Oh i guess the,
2: uh, they should find my brand i don't want to be found um <laughs> my brand fair. name is um official 24 store on instagram and TikTok. Okay. um and that's pretty okay. much that's it i don't i don't like people knowing me.
0: that's fair you know what yeah. keeps yeah. it private yeah. all right and don't forget to like subscribe 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 because because you guys are coming back just press the button i understand press the button so you know when it comes out um and other than that we'll see you guys next week we are two episodes to go till this um end of the season so be excited all right see ya bye guys